Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I am Alfreda, your host, here to bring you the most of what did God say ministries. This morning, you know, it's Sunday, the Sabbath day is what I recognize as the Sabbath on a Sunday. And on this Sunday morning, you know, as the Lord tapped me with his finger of love and he woke me up and said, wake up, Alfreda. I began to give thanks unto the Lord. You know, and as I was giving thanks unto the Lord and I was lying upon my bed, knowing that in all my wellness, I thank God. Because I laid there, but I was able to get up when I got ready. So I got up and I went to the kitchen and I got me some breakfast and I came on the porch where I'm sitting right now. I'm listening to the birds. I'm looking at the trees and I'm still giving thanks to the Lord. And then the Lord began to bring into my spirit a time and season for everything. How many of you know there is a time and season for everything under the sun? So the Lord immediately had me to go on my Bible app and tune in to my audio and listen to Ecclesiastes, the first, second, and third chapter. In Ecclesiastes, it begins talking about the son of David, who was a preacher, and of Jerusalem. And in the first and second chapter, he talks about all that he's had and all that he's built up. You know, he has houses and land and servants and pools and maids and and all in wisdom and knowledge. And after he sat back and looked at all that he had labored and accumulated in life, he realized that it was vanity and vexation. You know, it's amazing how we labor and we obtain things and we have things and we get the big head sometimes and think it's because of us. You know, and oftentimes people forget that if it was not for the goodness of God, we would not have the ability to have wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and everything that we possessed. So as I listen to the son of David in talking about his life, I began to think about my own life. And the sadness of it, he said, is that we all breathe one breath in our bodies. And even if you're wise, you will still die just like a foolish man. You know, it's amazing to me the depths of vanity and vexation of our spirits. We tend to categorize ourselves from one filter of dimension of life to another. But at the end of the day, just like the preacher, David's son, he, he, he spoke it so with surety and as a fact. It's all vanity and vexation. 
to our spirits. That's how we understand the fruits of our spirit is how we or what we allow things to beset us. Another interesting point that he made is that there is one generation after the next. But who remember? And I thought about that thing. I said, I can't know anything that happened in 1920 and 1930. I was not born then. But just like he said, as one person is born in one season, who remember the generations before that? How many of our children will remember the generation of the 60s? They probably won't because they were not there. Yes, we go back and we look in our history books. And yes, we may research historical things. But to actually be in that time frame and moment, our memory can't come from nothing other than what we know and experience. Therefore, when I listened to the preacher, he said he had more wisdom than anybody before him. He said he had more wealth than anybody before him in Jerusalem. Let me add that, in Jerusalem at that time. But yet instead, it all was vanity and vexation to his spirit. He said that no matter how much he possessed and how wise he was, he still was going to return to dust the same way as a person without anything, with even an unwise person, even a person who have not labored what he said. When it comes to death, I'm still going to turn to dust. Oh, my God. I hope somebody can understand this message. That no matter where we go, what we have, what we obtain in life, there are some things that we will share in common with everybody. And that's the breath of life for all those who live and the death of dust for all of us who leave here. Now, will our soul continue to have eternal life? I believe that it do because the Bible say that we will have life eternally, but we will not have it in the flesh, in the bones, that we occupy the space in time on earth. Oh, my God. Then in chapter 3, he goes on to talk about there's a time and season for everything. There's a time to talk. There's a time to refrain from talking. There's a time to build stones, and there's a time to tear down. There's a time to engage with people, and there's a time to refrain from engaging with people. Oh, my God, I hope somebody got that. Because oftentimes I say in my life, I go through seasons where I'm attached, and then I detach, where I'm connected, and I'm disconnected. And see, it's biblical. Some seasons, we have to find ourselves even to detach from certain things, stuff, and people. Oh, my God. But that scripture. See, this is not Alfreda talking. This is in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It said there's a time to laugh 
and there's a time to mourn. There's a time to labor and there's a time to rest from labor. There's a time and season for everything under the sun. Fret not thyself. Another scripture that came to me this morning from Psalms 37. Oftentimes we allow ourselves to get all miscombobulated because of the cares of so many petty things that occurs in this world. I mean seriously petty. Because at the end of the day, it's all vanity and vexation. It's nothing wrong with if you have abilities just like the preacher, the son of David, to buy and gather or glean. But even in that, it will all be left behind. You can't take it with you. And it amazes me sometimes how people will allow something so petty to become so magnified that it even detached them from the very people a person that may be a blessing to them. You know, I say two things, three things. Two that I know has been around since the beginning of time and still exists. That's time. I know it to never run out. And that's money. But yet we find ourselves so perplexed in the pettiness of another person dying, you know, and another person dying. is so many people can get right offended with you only because you're not willing to give them the time of day that they want. Not that they need, but what they want. And when you don't give them what they want, many a times when they can't have their way, then they try to think of other ways to just get under your skin. But it's a time and season for that too. And the irony of all of it is at the end of the day, we all gonna resort to dust. At the end of the day, the preacher said, live, laugh, be merry. And embrace and enjoy your labor, your labor, whatever God has blessed you to obtain. It didn't come by way, just like the preacher, because we think we're so much better than the next person, but because of the labor. See, when a person has labored for something, they obtain different levels of Mary. I was sharing with somebody yesterday that on my life journey, you know, money, unless it exceeds $1,000, is not really even considered money to me. It's just nickels and dimes. And that's because the value and the validity of what it can get you and obtain It really is a blessing, but at the same time, it's not much. I hope somebody got that. Anything that we purchase under $1,000, it's a blessing, 
but it's not much, especially nowadays. And I've seen so many people that will make the least amount a big old mountain. And we all know that every little bit helps, but that's just what it is. It's a little bit. And sometimes people will make a little bit. Oh, my God. I hope somebody get this. More than a big mountain. It's just not that serious. It's all vanity and vexation. And oftentimes that simple vanity just don't do nothing but vex people's spirits. And it can easily hinder your blessings. Oh, let us magnify the Lord and trust that God got us. No matter what my need, you know, I got to say this and I'm going to get off. No matter what my needs, I try to be in character with God to meet those needs. I don't make little things become big things. And I don't care what it is. If it's little, it's little. If it's big, it's big. You can't make big little unless you reduce. And you can't make little big unless you increase. Oh, I hope somebody got that. And I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about spiritual as well. At the end of the day, God, I trust. And when one person and one door close or delete me or detach from me, I count it all joy and I tell you why. Because I have gotten to a place in life to recognize, realize, and understand. No matter what happens, it's in that time and season because nobody can do me like Jesus. Amen. Amen. When you know nobody can do you like Jesus, you don't fret. You don't make little things, as the Bible say, a, a, a mountain, a, a mohill. You know, you don't strain on a net. That's what the scriptures say. But you will try to swallow a camel. That means you will ever take a little bitty thing and strain on that. And make it stressful. And fret over it. But then something big. Bigger than that. Bigger than that. Bigger. People won't even try to swallow. You know money is not everything. Some things that people have done for people in their pathway and their journey in life. Is much bigger. Much much bigger. I mean much bigger. When you know what the bigger things are. See, sometimes people want to get caught up on the dime and the dollar. But they miss the mark. When a person may have prayed for the breath of life to remain in them and God honored that. When they prayed for their children to be healed, to be delivered. When they prayed evil from against a house that could have took the very life. You know, not just that, but when people give you a word that helped open doors, 
that you otherwise may not have had the opportunity to open for them that changed their lives and brought blessings of prosperity to them. But at the same time, they get petty by little. Oh, I hope somebody can move from the vanity and vexation. It's not that serious. I truly don't understand. So God told me to go to Ecclesiastes this morning. And then he began to minister to me. And he said, you know what? Even in your wisdom, Alfreda, it still resorts down to vanity and vexation. I know sometimes it's very perplexing. Like, like, the, like, like the preacher said, David's son. He said, even in my wisdom, there's much grief. Because I say that because when you're wise, especially in the word of God, and I appeal to those who are in leadership position in their wisdom, because we have to cover ourselves in prayer. I appeal to them in their prayers for strength. I appeal to them to pray over themselves and keep themselves covered. Sometimes we get so busy in leadership and enlightenment and mentorship, we forget to pray for ourselves. But I appeal to those who walk in the anointed wisdom, pray over yourself. Because the enemy is always trying to bring little things, make them big, to try to get you off your center. I appeal to you. Pray over yourself. Because what a lot of people don't understand, in order to get that knowledge, wisdom, and position, it comes with much grief. See, they don't understand that. They don't understand when they slipping and dipping and hiding and slide that you somewhere in a seating. See, I understand that. That's why no matter what comes with me, that my elders may say, And my elders could be my mama, my daddy, my sister, my brother, my kinfolk, my auntie, my uncle. If they tell me something that I know is going to help and bless my life, and they have given me words of enlightenment, and they have interceded and prayed for me, I'm going to be always mindful. See, I ain't going to be mindful because I know that what the enemy comes to do. And he comes to cause division. And oftentimes he'll do it from something real small. What I say he'll do it off a Burger King menu price. Because he can have his way if we let him. It's just a Burger King menu price. That's all it is. And sometimes people will get right ugly with you like they bought you dinner from the Taj Mahal. It's not that serious. Continue to trust God. Continue to walk in the admiration of the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. We cannot trust in the vanity and vexation of our labor because we can be up one day And down the next one. Oh my God. We can be abased. And we can be abound. 
We can be down and rise up, but we can be up or fall down. Be careful and be mindful because everything belongs to God. It's not ours. We can't take it with us. We can't take it with us. When the Bible said, when I want to stand before God to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. He said that you've shown me. You've shown me when you had little how you conducted yourself. Now I give you more. See, it's a conduct and a character that goes with things that happen in a time and a season. He said, when you've proven, when you've proven, not to people, but when you've proven to God that he can bless you and trust you to be okay with losing a little or giving away a little, he said, when you can prove yourself to him with little, then he'll bless you with much. Amen. Check yourself. Examine your ways. If you don't have much, and I don't just mean much because a lot of money overflowing in the bank, but I mean much even when it comes to your biblical knowledge, people that's your friends, people, your circle. You know, I had somebody to tell me about a month ago, and they was in a situation, and I asked them in the mentorship, you know, mentoring them. And I said, well, what do you draw from this situation and circumstance? And, and, and the answer I thought they was going to give me, they didn't give me. They said, I need to change my circle of friends. I thought that was cute. You know, because that even can make a difference. See, your circle of friends sometimes can keep you from fretting over the little things. And I thank God for my circle of friends. I do. I truly, I do. But the Bible says, in order to have a friend, oh my God, you must first prove yourself to be friendly. And if people not friendly towards you, you may want to put the microscope on yourself. And if you running around the world, bite biting, being nosy, trying to dig in and dig up other people's business, put your own life under the microscope. Because you may not have time to get nobody life straight but your very own. And at the end of the day, even when you've invested all that labor, the Bible says it's still going to be vanity and vexation. We don't have time, people. We really don't. To sit around and fret and make something petty becomes so big and grand. And worrying about somebody else. What they doing and what they not doing. What are you doing? Check out the podcast of Judge Judging and Judgment. It's not a sin to do. To judge. But don't be an unjust judge. How many people, if you're looking for somebody to straighten you out, how many people have you went back and straightened out? That's what happened with the unjust judge. See, he owed somebody, but he fell out with somebody who owed him. But yet he never went back and straightened the people he owed. Oh my God, I hope somebody got that. 
But yet, he wanted to go and persecute the person that owed him. But that person forgave him. Even though he was an unjust judge. And the man begged him. Said, well, please. But instead of him having mercy, he was messy. Oh, my God. I hope somebody got that. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, on this Sabbath celebrated Sunday on my behalf, May the blessings from the Lord flow, flow, flow down from heaven. Down from heaven into your life to meet all of your needs. I say that for a purpose. Don't get caught up in people, but may the blessings flow down from heaven to meet your needs. And if God used a person to do that, then it still came from heaven. Amen. It was not ours. God sent it down from heaven through us to help meet somebody's need. And may, as you delight yourself in the Lord, that he will give you your heart desires. That's even some of your wants. Some of the things we want that we don't even need. But as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he said he will give us our heart desires. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't it beautiful for God to bless us with things we want, we don't need? It's not, as long as it's not food, clothes, and shelter, and life, and health, and strength, everything else that we look around, we obtain, came from a desire and want. And it's a blessing when God meets those provisions because you desire them. And it's not most of the time. And I'm going to speak for me because I walk right, talk right, act right, or thought right. Because, see, people may can hear us talk. They can see our walk. But oftentimes, those thoughts that come in our mind that we don't speak for them to know may not be right. May your life continue to prosper and you be in good health even as your soul prosper. Thank you always for your support. Again, have a beautiful, blessed Sunday. And always give God thanks, the praise and glory because it is He, even He, that touched the heart to give you, compel you to give. And it is he that touched your life to make the provisions for you to be able to do that. Don't ever get it twisted. Nobody but God. Amen. Amen. Peace out.